Have you ever wanted to throw a house party just like an American Pie, but your parents wouldn't let you? Mine don't let me do anything. Stay at home, don't go there. But I really wanted to. Hey everybody, my name's Casey by the way, and I'm 17 years old. So this one time, I met an older guy. He was 22, rode a motorcycle, played guitar, wore a tattered leather jacket, almost like a bum, except normal. I knew that he didn't take me seriously, but I tried to hint at him that I wanted more. I mentioned that my parents were going to be out of town for a few days on vacation. From Friday to Monday, they would be far away at the Mills Falls at the Lake Hotel. I told him, we can be alone at my place while my parents are gone. We'd have three whole days together and you can stay overnight with me. He replied, yeah babe, but I have a better idea. Let's have a party. Wait, what? I'm dropping hints for him to spend time with me and spend the night, and he wants other people around. It seems like he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. But I thought to myself, fine, and replied, yeah, let's do it. He said, okay, see you Friday, baby. I was very nervous, because this was going to be my first time at a party, and in my own house, no less. I saw my parents off with a smile and promised them that everything would be just fine. I called Derek, that was his name, immediately afterwards and told him that my parents had left and that he could drive on over. By the way, Derek, if you're seeing this, you are a shithead! I put on the shortest red dress I could find, doused myself in perfume, and was ready to start receiving guests. I heard the sound of bikes and four cars drive up to my house. There were some really strange homeless looking dudes and they were all walking towards my house. My mouth hung open as I watched them bring ten packs of beer and even more bottles of whiskey into my house. There were guys and girls of different ages. Some were twenty, some were thirty, and even older. All of them were dressed in weird, torn-up clothes. But that was just the beginning. I didn't get a chance to express to Derek how pissed I was before they had already offered me a drink and a snack. Derek joined in. So I went upstairs and locked myself in my room. Then I heard the sounds of hard rock coming from downstairs. It was shaking the entire house. I didn't have time to panic when some guys with an empty whiskey bottle burst into my room and invited me to play spin the bottle with them. I was scared and I agreed, so we were playing and doing the stupidest dares. I was even able to relax, but then I got dared to kiss Derek. Everyone started clapping, giggling, and joking. He hung over me and said, come on babe, do it. I didn't know how to do it well and was really shy in front of everyone, but then I just went for it. It was awesome. Our first kiss had an audience. I relaxed a bit and felt comfortable. A few hours later, the house was filled with empty beer cans and there was a line for the bathroom like it was a McDonald's. I was ready to wrap it up and called Derek upstairs. I took him by the hand and we went up to my bedroom. There, we kissed again. He could hardly stand up. At that moment, I heard a loud commotion downstairs and the music turned on again. I wanted to run out and see what was going on, but he stopped me at the door. He said drunkenly, So, let's keep going? I didn't know what to do. He reached to pull me in for a kiss. I stepped back and he fell to his knees. He started laughing. I was so scared. I helped him up, although I really shouldn't have. 
He couldn't see anything. His eyes were darting in all directions. Once again, he rushed at me for a kiss, and then it happened. He vomited right on my dress and on my hands. I pushed him off and immediately ran down to the bathroom. I couldn't cover my nose because my hands were nasty. I wiped them quickly on the dress and ran downstairs. What I saw shocked me. Everyone was puking all over the floor, like on Family Guy. They started vomiting everywhere. There was nothing but smelly puddles all over the place. I vomited myself and ran to the bathroom. But I was even more shocked there. There was a man with a beard in the bathtub with an inflatable ring around his waist. The tub was filled with water mixed with vomit. He was laid back like he was at the most luxurious resort and was drinking whiskey through a straw. He said in a very low drunken voice, Baby, take off your clothes and jump into my pool of love. We'll forget all of our worries tonight. What? Is this a dream? What the hell was the pool of love? It was both funny and scary, and I wanted to cry. I didn't know what was happening. I got it together and told myself convincingly, Casey, you are strong. You will clean it all up before your parents get back. Everything will be fine. I started picking up bottles all over the house. All of the sick people were lying around, you know, like dogs. I threw up again and gave up. I went down to the basement and started crying. Fortunately, after about an hour, it was all over. The neighbors had called the police. That's when I knew I was screwed. This was the end for me. My parents would find out. Everyone in the house was taken to the police station. My parents were rushing home and my phone was blowing up. Policemen were walking around the house in protective masks. It was terrible. I had to tell my parents everything, and they understood. They knew it was because they had been so strict with me. After this incident, I started feeling a little more free. As for Derek, we never saw each other again. He called me and texted me asking for forgiveness. I don't want to see him again. My family was reasonable and didn't sue. Those guys got off with only a small fine, and they agreed to pay for the whole mess in the house. Everything that they broke cost them about $7,000, a small amount when split between 20 to 25 people. I don't even remember how many people there were. I thought it was fair. And that's it! No more parties. Hi, I'm Charlie. I'm 19 years old and I spent a whole 10 hours alone with a beautiful girl. In a broken elevator. It was enough time to overcome our insecurities and show each other our best side. But everything went wrong. It happened on Christmas Eve. I hopped into the elevator and saw that my riding companion on a trip to the sixth floor was a very pretty girl. I took a deeper breath to better smell the scent of her perfume as the elevator jolted and froze. I was confused, wondering what had happened as she was already trying to report the problem to the elevator service. Strange, no one's answering. I'm Dina, she said smiling, and I, I'm Charlie. She looked at me questioningly, expecting me to say something else, but absolutely nothing crossed my mind. Time passed and I continued to be silent 
trying to look completely at ease as if I were not embarrassed by the awkward silence. I really wanted to get to know her better. When would I ever get another chance like this? I just couldn't figure out where to start. She spoke first. This is taking a long time. I hope we'll be out in time for the holiday. I heard that someone once spent 42 hours in a broken elevator. Uh, I fell silent when I saw her looking at me with frightened eyes. What was I doing? I'm a complete moron! An hour passed. After two, we were sitting on the floor with backs propped against the not-so-clean elevator walls. After four hours, we were rummaging through all of our belongings in search of at least some kind of food. After five hours, we split a piece of candy that Dina found in her bag. After six hours, we felt like we had known each other for about a hundred years. At this very cool moment of our imprisonment, I suddenly realized that more than anything, even more than Dina, I wanted only one thing. I urgently needed a toilet. Dina noticed that something was wrong with me. I didn't want to talk, but I couldn't hold it anymore. She quickly pulled an empty water bottle out of her bag. Here you go. Do it. I shook my head. I, I couldn't do it in front of her. Yes, come on. There will only be a real problem if I have to go. A, a bottle's not going to save me. Take it, and I will turn away. I tried, but nothing worked. It seemed like it was already up to my ears, but I could not squeeze a single drop out of me. You will hear. I can't. Dina put on her headphones, but that didn't work either. Then she turned on some loud music on her phone so that I would be distracted. So, standing in the far corner of the elevator with my back to Dina, while a relaxing sting song was playing, I finally did it! I put the lid on the bottle and bashfully put it behind my backpack. I was about to thank her when the elevator started moving again. The doors opened and we were released. We were almost gone when we heard a loud scream from the technician. Guys, you forgot your lemonade! I had to go back for that damn bottle. I never got Dina's number. It was somehow a little awkward after that. So that's when we parted ways. Thank you for listening to my story.